Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When you're sick, you call a doctor. When your pipes break, you call a plumber. And when you're ready to win, you keep it right here. For sports gaming strategies and information, experts, it's a thing. The home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down on the wicked uh, Wednesday. Let's uh, do this thing. Thanks to Ian Cameron for kicking it uh, with us. Johnny Kicknuts. What's up, uh, Johnny? Asking about uh, KC and the Raiders. Well, don't worry. We've got time to get to that game. That's one of the trickier games to handicap uh, this week. And I can tell you right now. I'm actually leaning with the Raiders uh, right now. Leaning with the Raiders. But uh, we got to worry about tomorrow night's games and then Saturday's games. and So, you know, nice sort of calm before the storm, at least for me as a Michigan Wolverine fan. I'm starting to focus in on this game, how big it actually is. And the Michigan Wolverines have a legitimate chance of making the college football playoff, but it starts with having to beat Penn State. And if you can't beat Penn State on the road, then you don't deserve it. Right? You beat Penn State. And uh, then, you know what, that Ohio State game becomes uh, the game of like the century of all centuries type of deal, which would actually be very cool. I believe it's been 12 straight years, right? I think it's been 12 years uh, that Ohio State have won this game. I'm old enough to remember when Michigan used to win all the time. So it goes both ways, but it's gone one way long enough. And Michigan need to put their cleats down. But it starts Saturday. You've got to beat Penn State first, and let's worry about Ohio State a little bit uh, later on. Lakers uh, get it done tonight. Entertaining basketball game. Miami loses Jimmy Butler, and they lose the basketball game uh, itself uh, tonight. Uh, NFL playoff picture. Interesting stuff. We were talking about this earlier a little bit. and yeah, Is it too early now? Well, yeah, no. I mean, put it this way. Is it cold out? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do the games matter? Yes. Like, put it this way, the games now count. Every league has that sort of, well, it doesn't really, you know. You know, baseball is June, right? It starts April, May. It's June, right? Baseball, it's like, all right, it's getting real now, right? Like, you know, the first two months are over. It's getting real now. 
NBA, it's generally, all right, it's Christmas and it's, it's getting, you know, we better, now the season started for real. The unofficial start, so to speak. But if you look at the National Football League right now, there's a lot of competition. And there's a lot of parity. So these games are massive, man. Guys, this is the standings in the AFC. Seven and two, six and two, five and three, five and three, five and three, five and four, five and four, five and four, five and four, five and four. All right, so as it is right now, the New England Patriots are in the playoffs because of weird tiebreakers. There are actually four other teams that are five and four right now. Every one of these games is critical down the stretch now, especially the conference games. The division and conference games this year, as important, I've never seen anything like this. You want parity? Guys, basically everybody is alive. So look, man. Tennessee Titans 7 and 2, Baltimore 6 and 2, Chargers 5 and 3, Bills 5 and 3, Raiders 5 and 3, Steelers 5 and 3, Patriots 5 and 4, Chiefs 5 and 4, Browns 5 and 4, Bengals 5 and 4. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're just breaking down uh, the NFL playoff picture right now. That's right. And looking at the AFC right now, there are only four teams. There are only four teams that you can legitimately say that, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. They don't have a chance. Everybody else has a chance. Guys, the Indianapolis Colts are one game out of a playoff uh, spot right now. Like, every one of these games is, like, massive. Like, you know how big? So the Patriots are 5-4 and four right now, and the Browns are 5-4. and four. You know, it's very, basically, they're going to end up with, like, the same record, right, when it's all said and done. Right, they're going to be ten and seven. You know, one of them will be ten and seven. One of them will be nine and eight. No, maybe they'll both end up ten and seven, and it'll matter who won this damn game. Like these, these, these games are just so critical this week and every week right now. Every week, it's incredible. The Tennessee Titans are seven and two. The Ravens are six and two. The Chargers are five and three. The Bills are five and three. Like they they would be in now as the division the division winners, um, and then you got the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Patriots. Yet you know the Kansas City Chiefs are five and four, the Browns are five and four, the Bengals are five and four, the Broncos are five and four, and the Colts are four and five. The only teams in the AFC that do not have a chance to make the playoffs are the New York Jets, Jacksonville Jags, Miami Dolphins, and the Houston Texans. And I understand, uh, I heard Scott Wetzel and I heard a promo earlier in the day here on this network talking about how the Miami Dolphins can make the playoffs. But uh, no, they will not and can't make the playoffs. Maybe next year, maybe in two years, <laughs> but they're not making the playoffs this year. The The NFC is a little bit different. It, it's, the same, it's the same thing, but the NFC, you can suck and still be in this thing. Like as it is right now, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons are in the playoffs. Okay, that's not you know what I mean. You know, like basically as as crap ass as San Francisco is, as bad as San Francisco is, they're still in this thing. They're three and five. It comes down to once again, oh, they need to win on Monday, but they won't. Don't fall for it. Zero and four at home. Should never have left San Francisco and gone to Santa Clara. Rick Saratella joins us next. 
This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. A private ride to space. It's all fun and games if you're William Shatner. In an instant, you go, whoa. Otherwise, lately, space tourism is having a few technical problems. SpaceX Crew Dragon. Stinky. Leaky Plumbing. Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. Grounded by the FAA for airspace violations. And unless you're comped like Shatner for your ride, so weird. your one-hour flight, really expensive. Now there's an alternative. Worldview and Space Perspective are offering up to 12-hour leisurely balloon flights 100,000 feet up to the top of the stratosphere with gourmet meals in the world's highest rooftop bar with separate plumbing. Follow me at Capelbo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. If you want to win, you need four things. A strategy, a plan, information, and sports grid. Actually, come to think of it, you really only need sports grid. We're already giving you that other stuff. We just call it the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Night Anger Management Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. You know, we haven't gone to church in a couple of weeks, and I'm feeling bad about it. It's time to get biblical right now with Rick Saratella. It's the rapture. Rick Saratella, what's going on, Rick? <laughs> so happy to be here for a little late night get right, little midnight mass in session. Listen, there's a lot of stuff to get to, so I'm going to ask you, especially being in the Jersey area and uh, being around the New York football giants, you've seen Odell Beckham uh, up close. You've seen Odell Beckham at his best. There seems to be a big debate out there. When I see fans on Twitter and a lot of people in the media that did not play football before talk about how Odell is not worth the trouble. He's done. And he's nowhere near one of the top wide receivers in the game. Every time I see a, a football player talk about him, they wanted him on, on their team. And they talk about how, man, this guy still got juice left. This guy's still a top 10 player in the league. You guys just don't get it. Which side of the uh, the debate are you on when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr.? I'll tell you what, Gabe, uh, as a player, 
I would say, hey, this is a guy I want on my team. He's a guy you hate when you're against him and you love him when you're with him because I've had a chance really to spend a lot of time around Odell Beckham Jr. His charity events here in New Jersey, in fact, were some of the most fun, outrageous, give back events I've ever been a part of. I had a chance to speak to Mrs. Beckham on multiple occasions, who was a track star in her own right. So he comes from a well-grounded family from his mother's side anyway. And so when you see the way he interacts with his teammates, when you see the way players gravitate towards him because he practices harder than anyone on the field, he takes practice just as serious as a game and he stays longer and he works at it. And that's why when the team cut Beckham, there were still wide receivers in that room saying, Hey, I love Odell, man. And still kind of taking his side over Baker Mayfield's because that's the kind of respect Odell Beckham commands inside the locker room. You can't knock the hustle because he outworks everybody. With that being said, I tune in, I watch the pregame show. He's sitting there with little Wayne. I'm saying, what is this? Well, I get what the public sees. He brings it upon himself, doesn't he? That's the thing. He brings a lot of this upon himself, and it's a great point, Rick, that you raised. The public persona of Odell, and you hear him, oh, you know, he didn't like Baker. He's complaining. I think people sort of picture, you know, that prima donna diva wide receiver that's running around, running his mouth, and and has attitude with everybody. And as you said, I never forget Tom Coughlin. And Tom Coughlin, you know, is pretty much a hard ass. He said, ah, he's the best kid ever. He goes, everyone loves him in the room. He works hard. He goes, I just wish he wouldn't say some of the things that he says sometimes. It's as simple as that. I just wish he wouldn't say some of the things that he says sometimes to other people who was never even in the room, right? It was always that, man, well, I wish I had a quarterback that had a stronger arm, right? With Eli Manning, like he does this passive aggressive sort of criticism thing of people, but I'm glad that you brought it up because, and, and that's the thing, you know, when I was in New York, everybody would tell me the same thing. And I met Odell Beckham last night. Man, he was a nice guy. And nice with everybody. Nice with everybody. Like, you know, like bouncers, bartenders would say, oh, Odell's really cool, man. No, he's one of the cooler giants like one of the cooler guys on the team type of thing we hated to see him go and i know he hated to leave here because it was really a good fit and outside of a handful of incidents he should have just kept his mouth shut because he had a good thing going in the end didn't he in the big picture well indeed and you mentioned tom coughlin let's remember because again the foolish media out there who says he's a bad personality to bring inside a locker room remember he enjoyed his most productive seasons under coach yeah. Tom Coughlin. Coughlin so, said he's a great teammate. No, Coughlin said he's a great listen, teammate. He yeah. can take coaching. He can take criticism. I get it. The body language ain't for everybody, but Terrell Owens, some of the greats, they were the same way. It's not because, yeah, borderline diva, but also this guy's a competitor. Rick Saratella is a competitor. Uh, <laughs> Rick Saratella uh, is a competitor. All right, so um, speaking, speaking of competitors, Patrick Mahomes, obviously is not competing at the level that he once was, but they're still winning football games right now. And that's all that matters. I get it. They don't look great. And, you know, they're not putting up Pro Bowl type of numbers, but they've won football games. We got a really big one against the Raiders. Really big one against the Raiders who, quite frankly, it's been what what a, what a roller coaster of emotions for that Raider football team. All right, that started out with Gruden, the Henry Ruggs tragedy. Then you got the jackass Arnett posting waving guns uh, on on Twitter and Periscope or whatever and threatening to kill people. Not to mention all the injuries that they've had. It really is amazing just from a football standpoint that this team is still competitive. And then they got a massive game this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. That really pretty much sets the tempo for both teams for the rest of the season, in my opinion. That's how big this game is. 
we are going to separate the contenders from the yeah. contenders, right? It's almost like a Monday night, yeah, showdown, loser leaves town almost, it feels like. Well, and, it almost and, feels and, like that, a loser of this team, yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. Well, it, it, they could be because you know what? The football lords have taken this uh, AFC West and just turned it upside down on us, right? <laughs> it's like, Denver just, aren't even dead anymore. I look like an idiot. I told people last week, Denver dead. They're not that? making the playoffs. They're back in it. Yeah, unbelievable, right? And so, you know, I will say this. The, 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 the Raiders came out and said, hey, it wasn't because of the distractions why we lost. I don't know about that. I got I to gotta think. Just as a human being, never mind a player, huh, I'd be rattled, right? And so then you've got to fly across the country. Play Dude, imagine the- just Rick doing a show, like doing your show, even me. Like, all right, hey, I'm doing the show in Marenzi tomorrow in the morning. Oh, my God. How would killed, not be killed someone last night? You'd be a little <laughs> rattled, right? You'd be like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. And so, and, and you know, it's going to have a different dynamic on the team, on the on the offense, too, because... I, man, agree. I didn't think they'd shake it off this week, not to be callous, but how the hell were they going to prepare for the game last week, bro? It was one thing without Gruden and the coaching staff. I saw a video of their practice from the Vegas local stuff. Raiders back at practice. You could just see the body language, bro. Nobody was really talking. They were just sort of... They were just sort of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, when somebody close to you that you spend more time with that probably more time than your real family with just dies. Who wants to go to work the next day? I mean, you're just there. You're going through the motions. You're there. You're, you're there, but you're not there. And let's be honest. The giants record is what it says it is, but they were playing. That was the ultimate trap game because the giants had been playing very good football. It's just good enough to lose close ball games, but they they've now figured out a way to control the clock, limit turnovers, stay in close games, and the Raiders caught them at a bad time. And this is continuing now. You wonder, you know, playing in Sin City, how does that impact how you evaluate players moving forward? Well, I wanted to get into this, actually. We've got a break coming up right now. And, you know, you can't hold – same thing. You can't hold Urban Meyer responsible. Remember at the time with the Florida Gators? It was like, you know, 41 arrests, 31 players – and it's like, you're, well, I'm not responsible for what people do when they're not at the facility. It's like, yeah, well, there's kind of a common pattern of the type of people uh, that are here. And I look at the same thing here, like, with, with Mike Mayock. Like, Mayock, I'm not saying Mike Mayock should rot in hell. I'm not blaming him for his players' actions. But let's just look at the players that he's bringing in here. And there's a pattern here, Rick. There's a pattern, bro. Yeah, and listen, I mean, at the end of the day, there's got to be accountability somewhere, and culture starts up top. Even Josh Jacobs, bro. Rick, even Josh Jacobs crashed his car last year, right? He didn't kill anyone, but he crashed his car at the airport. Well, how about this? Said, starts at the top with Davis, and and then, and then uh, who how, even hired Mayock, Rick? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, how about this though? Henry Ruggs, I think he he crashed. I think four rental cars on the team credit card, like his first month on the team, his rookie season. Okay. So all the signs yeah. were there. And so, and I, I just want to say that I actually am friends with Mike Mayock. I see him on the scouting trails all the time. So I just want to say that, you know, he will be held accountable, I believe, because you got to remember who brought in Mike Mayock is John Gruden. And so the media forgets that, or Mike has gotten a pass here because you would have to imagine that that kind of culture was tolerated And if Coach Gruden was talking loosey-goosey like this in emails, 
Well, how are how are they casually talking amongst themselves? And do you think that doesn't reflect down upon the players? I'm just but saying. Madoff just sold himself always so much by the book, right? He was just so much sort of that football character by the book guy. All right, listen, we got to take a break. We'll hit this on the other side of more. Bring it. You might be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire. No matter what you watch or where you play, learn from the world's best DFS players. Lineup building tools, expert projections, and advanced stats change the way you play the game. Dominate the competition. DailyRoto.com, the player's choice. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. You're a true player. You look for every advantage you can get. Congratulations. You just found it. The winning edge. Sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This is Sports Rage. I am Ramsey. We're kicking it with Rick Saratella, NFL Draft, uh, Bible, and the Commissioner. How's the um, how's the College of Football? You guys have controversy, like um, playoff ranking controversy and everything yet? <laughs> but I'll keep, oh, how's it coming along? Yeah, there's a lot of bantering, you know, behind the scenes. And we have <laughs> the uh, championship weekend coming up over there at CF1, esports.com, CF1.gg. And over there on Twitch, it will be live streaming both Saturday and Sunday night. So I got my staff is double dipping between the football Saturday, football Sunday, and esports weekend over at Conference One. So check us out. I appreciate that, Gabe. And you got me fired up before the break because I am a friend of Mike Mayock. And, you know, I, I do believe that he puts in the work. I know that there's a perception out there because he didn't come up through the traditional ranks and he didn't experience life as a road scout. However, it's like I'm in Jersey. I see Mike Mayock. I'm in Cali. I see Mike Mayock. I'm, you know, up and down the country. I see Mike Mayock putting in the work. And I was a little bit surprised, too, because he came out on the Damon Arnett thing and he said, listen, that's 100 percent on me. And he came out and almost went out of his way to take accountability when we know John Gruden had the final call in that draft room. I was a little bit surprised by that because he didn't need to do that. Maybe he felt obligated to do that. But I don't know why he owned that like he did, because at the end of the day, he was really just a puppet for Gruden. 
So there it is from Rick Saratella, and you have to wonder. See, that's the whole thing. I almost thought that Mayock was sort of brought in to babysit Gruden in, in a sense, right? And and I don't know. But my, it's just it's a thing that seems to be just a, in a bigger picture. And I'm not singling out Mayock, and I'm not saying Mayock's a bad guy. All I'm saying is you're the GM, and every damn week your players seem to be doing something. But it's a great point you raised. Yeah, who really picked the players, right? Who really who really had the final decision? But there's a lot of stuff going on you see in, in the National Hockey League right now even. And it just seems to me a lot of these sort of lifers in leagues, they take credit when things go well, right? When they draft somebody or when everything's going well. And then when something goes bad, well, I had no idea he was molesting anybody. I had no idea he was going to kill anybody, but I'm still going to keep my job anyway. So, you know what I mean? They're just, there's always a lack of accountability for the old guy that's been around forever. And I'm not blaming Mayock, but you know what I'm saying in the bigger picture. Yeah. And again, I think it's just, you know, the media moves on and picks and chooses. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. You know, and so Aaron Rodgers is the main focus now. So they'll spend all their time. For a couple and- of days, the outrage there. You're right. I was part of that crew. Hey, what do you come on? $14,000. That's like you losing 14 cents. That's like 14 cents to you, bro. It's not even $14. That's 14 cents there. In, in theory, so in theory, none of the teams really needed to abide by any of these protocols. We could have just Dude, all paid 300 What the hell am I wearing a mask for every day if I'm a player and living the protocol? You're telling me I could have went to a strip club every night right. and only paid you 14k for the, yeah. all my trouble <laughs> Dwayne Haskins I, I you hey think about that Dwayne Haskins got a couple of lap dances privately in a hotel room and we killed the kid yeah exactly he was alone after a tough loss you're a terrible person Dwayne Haskins <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, another Jersey guy getting put on the blast here on the late night. Dwayne, my man, Dwayne. <laughs> Even at the time, I was like, you know, guys, like, you know, kids having a tough year. You know, I mean, he shouldn't have done it. It was after a loss and stuff. But he was feeling sorry for himself. It was his birthday. Kid threw himself a birthday party. Remember, oh, it's terrible. Aaron hey. Rodgers going to Halloween parties. I don't understand, Rick. I don't want to bitch about Rodgers anymore, but how the hell do you violate the, the protocol like 379 times, bro, and get fined 14K? Like Darren Waller got fined 30K for one party last year. Yeah, I mean, I my guess, I'm going to go out on a limb here. When you make $40 million a year, there might be a little bit of ego involved. Yeah, yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll say this, too. His like, nickname should be the big, e, uh, the, the big ego, that guy. I'll tell you what. The red flag for me, like when his brother, Jordan Rogers, came out and was like, yo, we haven't seen Aaron at Thanksgiving since he turned pro. Like, he don't even return my phone calls. Like, I hate his ass. Like, to me, that was like, okay, that's his own blood. Well, I brought it up, Rick, too. That, And I don't, I don't like the gossip type stuff, but let's just be real, bro. There's a common theme and pattern. Of guys that played with Aaron, the one Super Bowls, you notice? Like his wide receivers, the tight ends will call him out. Jermichael Finley. Hey, selfish. He's an egomaniac. He changed when he got famous. Leroy Butler, bro, is a Packer legend. He said, that guy, man, that guy, he's, he's a phony. Like these like former Packer players that won with him. Say, this guy, he ain't the real deal what you guys think he is, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and I know you're not a gossip guy, but I used to work for ESPN Hollywood and one of the uh, folks I interviewed, I remember because she was the most rude person I ever came across <laughs> in my professional career was Danica Patrick. And oh, she, really? Huh? Oh, and she was yes. with Aaron at the time type thing? Oh, this is actually when she first came out. Her ego was okay. actually bigger than oh, the so Olympic. saying she was like rude as healthy and stuff. Oh, I, I, I've never dealt with somebody more unprofessional than Danica Patrick. So it doesn't surprise me that like two peas in a pot because she was another ego 
So Aaron and Rodgers, they got attracted to each other. Right? <laughs> it's just like you know, it makes sense now. <laughs> Rick Saratella uh, with us. Uh, Rick, let me ask you too. So we talked quickly about the Giants. We got a couple minutes left here. But you talked uh, talked about the, the Giants, kind of not playing terrible football right now. And you could say this about a lot of teams, right? If you look, you know, at at the, the at the games, oh, you could have won that game, you could have won this game, etc. They really have left a couple of wins on the field, but. I don't think Daniel Jones has been terrible. I think, you know, he's going to be, he's kind of the face of this thing. And you're kind of in a weird deal where it's like, all right, throw him under the bus and we start all over again. And you let him go somewhere else and he'll be good. Or you keep him like, it's just a weird dynamic. Cause I don't know. I think anybody that watches the New York football giants play on a weekly basis for the last couple of years, you can't look back and say, Daniel Jones is the reason why we don't win games. That's just not the case. You could state a case for, you could state a case against because the great ones do find a way. We've had that conversation. You'll never get me fully, completely over to the good side on Daniel Jones. So what and the I, hell do we say about Jimmy G? Sorry, Rick, because, well, about the excuses there. Well, no, listen, I mean, you know I mean? at, at the end of the day, you know, Daniel Jones is going to be a better option than any of the quarterbacks coming out of the NFL draft this year. That's Good one point. thing I'll agree with you, okay? You're like, yeah. I, Okay. And so, but then you gotta, you know, the, the, the media loves to kill this team and it's hard to argue. Uh, one point I saw was, Hey, bad teams find a way to win in this league week in and week out. It just seems like we're always like talking about how close they are and we're going to be all right. And we're going to figure it yeah. out. Like when do we actually crack was that, that on Jones or is on judge? Like Jones gets like, you know what I mean? I think judge is the one who should be judged on that more, but you know, judge inherited Daniel Jones and you know, David Gettleman is the one that selected both of them. So oh, they're such a mess, man. And he got the merit. Oh, I like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame, really, because the Giants were always one of the first class, best run, most professional organizations. In You're the right. League. By the books or like the Steelers, the Maras, right? You can set your watch they by them. never had turnover. And now they've had as many head coaches in the past five years than they probably had in the previous 50. So what do you think? Like, would you rather be the Jets or the Giants moving forward? Like, as far as a foundation? You know, I, I will tell you this. If Honestly, if I was a GM coming in to take over a team, I would rather be the New York Jets because at least I know that I will have full reins to do whatever I need to get done. The Giants' ownership is too divided right now. And so if I was a general manager, I know I'd have more reins and more control to do my thing. Where the Giants right now, the multi-tiered front office structure – with, with Abrams running uh, the contracts and Pettit doing the scouting and Gettleman kind of just pushing buttons. That's not the kind of infrastructure. Too much too much cooks in the kitchen, if you know what I mean. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible. Rick, before we get you out of here, I was talking a little quarterback uh, draft talk uh, earlier in the week. We were, just looking, we were talking about the Detroit Lions, and I said, if I'm the Lions, I'm going defense again. What's the use of like putting a, a quarterback out there and just getting a murdered and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um, about, you know, Matt Corral and Willis and everybody. But I want to ask you about, about Trey Lance, because here's Shanahan right now, not winning games with, with the 49ers. Jimmy G's not getting it done. And he's standing by his man. No, it's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. And like you said, well, guys find ways to win. Winners find ways to win football games. And Jimmy G's not doing it. I think this is at the end of the line for Jimmy. If Jimmy doesn't play well on Monday, how the hell do you not play Trey Lance? And how about Joe Montana stepping up and in and saying, well, they should have taken Mac Jones. 
No pressure on Trey now that Montana says that, huh, Rick? You got drama in the Bay right now, bro. Forget about New York. They're a mess right now in Santa Clara. Well, I did not see those comments by Joe Cool. That's yeah, Joe Cool. He didn't say his exact words. Was just a couple of days ago over the weekend. Didn't interview, and uh, he said nothing against Trey, but I would have taken Mac Jones. He's the most pro-ready and has dealt with pressure situations. Then he went on to say nothing against Trey. But then, in the sub, and, you know, in the subcontext of that, somebody said, "I interviewed Joe Montana before the draft. He never brought up Mac Jones once." So he's sort of saying this now in hindsight, but still, it's still pressure when Joe Montana rips you. Yeah, it's pressure, and you wonder too, like if if Joe Montana was still tightly woven into the 49ers community, would he really be outspoken about that? It kind of says to me, like, maybe Joe feels slighted that he hasn't been embraced by Lynch and Shanahan. And- That's a good point. That yeah, right? Lynch actually responded on KNBR on a radio show back. Said, I'm not going to argue quarterbacks about quarterbacking with Joe Montana. That'd be dumb. But we like Trey Lance. It's a very good point. It shows how out of the loop Montana really is there. Yeah, that's a little bit surprising to me. So I think that it's just really a matter of time. It's, you know, when, not if Trey Lance takes over. I personally don't think he's ready for the full reins. So to me, I think you'll see possibly this kind of part-time Taysom Hill role until he's ready or until Garoppolo falters. But I know Jimmy G has lost the respect inside that locker room, much like he did in New England with his refusal to play through injuries. Every little knickknack, this guy's complaining why he can't practice, why he can't play. You know, guys aren't going to run through walls for you when your leader or your quarterback is acting that way. And I think that's why if the 49ers ever recuperate or make the playoffs, Trey Lance will be starting that playoff game. Rip Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. Always a pleasure, though, man. Great to have you back. Thanks for the time. Pro football full circle. I'm going to make a case here, Joe, that our beloved Miami Dolphins can still make the postseason. Believe oh, it or God. not. It, no, it you're all not. Starts, Are you yes, really? Yes. Then what you should do, Scott, what I recommend, is that all that money that you're hiding under the mattress from the yes. wife, just yes. back up the truck and take it to FanDuel because they're going to give you 36 to 1 odds. Catch Pro Football Full Circle weekdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the home of the winning edge, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? 
It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty uh, of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. This ladies and gentlemen, your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. Oh, yeah, late-night anger management class. This is Portridge. I am Renzi. Thanks to Rick Saratella uh, for joining us on the program. Um, so, big, big weekend of football coming up. Uh, what a great time of the year it is. Thanksgiving is around the corner uh, as well. I'm not a big holiday uh, person, though, so I'm not down with that, like, stuff, like, on Twitter. And all. Oh, happy, happy this and merry that and happy that. And, like, you know, like, it's like, ah, whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? What? It's like whatever, you know. Sure, Matt. Listen, I don't mind Merry Christmas, but all all the other stuff, Matthias. You know what I mean? It's sort of like when it's your birthday, man. You know what I mean? You get one, and you don't want to be a jerk, but you say thank you once, and then the floodgates open up. Right? The the flood the floodgates open up, and then you're on you're on Twitter all day thanking people all day. Oh, you're happy, happy this, merry this, and happy that. Well, whatever. Did you win your bets? That's you know. Let's be real. What do people, when you think of Thanksgiving, what do you think of? What do people think of? Do you think of, oh, I want to be thankful and blah, blah, blah? No, you think, oh, who are the Lions playing? All right? That's, that's you know, that's what I think of. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got to be honest. I've always thought Thanksgiving's a stupid all. It's, you know, whatever. Like, it's not, th- well, it's a stupid name, Thanksgiving. It's like, no, just, it's Turkey Day. It's, we're going to, you know, and I've always said this as well. I don't know. I think some other people like their families more than I did or do. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, are you really supposed to visit relatives like like twice like that, bro? You know what I'm saying? That's not happening. There's no way in hell like I'm dealing with relatives like a month apart, bro, like that. Like I, you know what I mean? I you know I I, I don't really like seeing people. I can deal with them like once every five years or something, like twice in like that's just insane. Like yeah, you do 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 do, do that, Matthias. Like oh, a big family for Thanksgiving, and then oh, I'll see you in four weeks at Christmas time again. It's like oh God, shoot me now. But are you are you doing that? We do the, well, I do the Thanksgiving with my family, but I, most of my family's in South America. I only have an aunt and an uncle and and three cousins who don't even live here anymore. That so, were, so you're lucky. So, yeah. You're not, you're yeah, not, yeah, you don't have to you worry. You have to buy people Christmas presents or anything, all that crap. Yeah, so Thanksgiving is just us and maybe some friends that come over, but it's really a time to just get together with our, our cool friends and a, a little bit of family. Same with Christmas. Well, so, you know what? We're yeah. off on Thanksgiving night. Well, you are. You are, but hey, I am not. Unless, I don't know, unless you're doing the show. But uh, the Buffalo Bills play on Thanksgiving. 
And against my better judgment, I will be doing the game live here with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Uh, they played the New Orleans Saints on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. New Orleans Saints. That's a hell of Buffalo a game. Bills. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. And it could be. It's going to be a pretty big one. It's an important one, considering the Bills suck and they've lost three times already. So uh, every yeah, every Bill game suddenly becomes important. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the Saints are in trouble, Gabe, with, with Trevor Simeon being their quarterback and no Taysom Hill. The Saints aren't the same team right now. Ah, they're they're fine, bro. That's what people said. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two weeks ago. Don't worry about them losing to the Falcons. They always lose to the Falcons. That, that Falcons same thing is just a throw at the record. It's a what you know. It's just one of those weird rivalries. All right, so getting people caught up to date here with the NFL. Let's do an NFL line check right now. So Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Total is forty six and a half. Even a lot of these crap games, they sort of like I have a good feel for them. Like, we crushed the props in that Jet-Colt game, which was a bad game. Like, sometimes bad games, there could be a good angle. This is kind of a tricky one. You know, I was leaning with the Dolphins. Put it this way. I don't like changing my mind. Like, if I like a game, I really like it. If I don't, I don't. And this is one of those where I don't, I don't. I was thinking, you know, I don't know. Baltimore don't cover on the road much and stuff. But Miami are terrible, right? They, They are bad. Um, Baltimore, it's, it's you know there's gonna be a ton of Raven fans. The Ravens could roll these guys. The total's 46 and a half. I'm thinking the over. It's just you look at all sports now. It's really hard to get in front of anything. Tune in to Game Time Decisions six o'clock Eastern. Sirius XM Channel 159. We'll be breaking it down. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Ugh. So the, the, the Cleveland-New England game is going to be sick. That's like a massive, like, critical game for playoff importance. Uh, Matt Jones twisted the ankle of the dude on, on the Panthers, and he wants blood. He's, like, basically putting a bounty out, everything except. Uh, Patriots are minus one and a half in this game. The total is 45. Falcons are getting nine against the Cowboys. The over might be the best bet in that game at 54 and a half. Bills lay 13. 47 and a half at MetLife Stadium. Saints plus two and a half at the Tennessee. Interesting that it's only two and a half now. Total 44 and a half. Bucks lay nine and a half to the Washington football team. Total 51 and a half. Detroit Lions getting eight and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Total 42 and a half. The Chargers and the Vikings. This will be an interesting game that will come down to the wire. Can't argue anybody teasing the Minnesota Vikings up to 10. If you just tease the underdog in every Charger game, you put yourself in a pretty good situation if you're a teaser player. P.J. Walker in a quarterback for the Panthers. They're getting 10.5 against Arizona right now. The total is 44. Seattle and Green Bay, big time. Super cool game. Seattle is, uh, they can get back in this thing, but they're running out of racetrack, so they're going to need to win this football game. Green Bay's getting Aaron Rodgers back, or at least they should be getting Aaron Rodgers back. Nothing's guaranteed. Total 49.5. Philadelphia and Denver. That's an, this is another one. Like, if Denver wins, holy crap, they're going to be 6-4. and four. I got a win total for the Denver Broncos season win total under 8.5 that suddenly is in peril. This game has trap written all over it, though. Right? It feels like, you know, it feels like, oh, yeah, Denver and Philadelphia are terrible and stuff. Philadelphia aren't terrible. They're just scattered. I think that's a good description of that team. Their play calling is inconsistent. They have a rookie head coach. They have a super 
sort of raw quarterback that is very talented, that makes plays, but it's also very scattered, right? It's also, yeah, it's very choppy, right? Like the Eagles, like, you know what I mean? Like Jalen Hurts will miss a wide open guy that's seven yards away on a slant. He'll throw it over his head. And then a couple of plays later, he'll throw a, you know, a 58-yard bomb on a dime, right? Like the Eagles are a very big play, big play driven offense, it's like very stuttered, stuttered, stop, 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 massive play, right? And it's sort of they sort of get by. They're kind of they're they're an undisciplined team, but I think they found something. I think they're finding something along the way. Devontae Smith is coming into his own. Jalen is a decent quarterback, but he would really need to be in a in a system that's like really controlled, and it isn't. They're very they look like a pickup team. Like, the Eagles are almost like, you know what I mean? I don't know if they're playing Brett Favre's buddies in a Gene commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get the feeling the Eagles are making up plays on the spot and stuff. <laughs> like, you know? It's like, oh, let's try this. And, you know, why don't they just throw it deep? And, I don't know, they started running the ball last week only because the Chargers can't stop it. This game has trap on it. It really does to me. Like, I don't know. I got a feeling the Eagles are in play here. And I'm not a big Eagle backer or anything like that. Like, I don't really trust these guys ever. But I get, I get the feeling that Denver, this is a Denver trap. It's a Denver trap. Uh, Raiders Raiders and uh, Chiefs going to be the Sunday nighter. This one is another one that's just, like, really interesting. It's It's so important as far as the playoffs. It's so important as far as the division. It's so important as far as the future of both these teams this year. The Kansas City Chiefs know they're struggling, right? Don't think Patrick Mahomes isn't aware that he averaged 3.2 yards per pass play last week in the air, all right? Like, you know what I mean? You look at that offense, the Chiefs are aware that they're struggling, but at the same point in time, they've also won the last two games. So does it really matter, like, yes and no, like, basically, the Raiders can do everyone a big-time favor here and basically bury these guys, right? Like, the, the Kansas City Chiefs conference record is terrible. They have a bad division record. Like, the Raiders can really do everybody a favor and say, you know what? We just basically, like, knock these guys out. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs are knocked out, knocked out if they lose this game, but it's, you know what I mean? It'll, it'll have that feel like the sky is falling on them. Dude, they're already negative and depressed as it is now, and they're winning, and they just don't like the way they're winning, right? Like when you hear Mahomes, and I'm actually surprised that he's admitting sort of that he's beaten down a bit because he said, oh, everything kind of was easy and now it just isn't and reality and like it should be, no, everything's fine and we're going to be fine, right? Like that's what he should be selling. it will be interesting to see if they bring Odell in, which I think they could. Like, it's like the Chiefs are definitely in the mix here, right? For for Odell, maybe they think that's the spark. It's an extra spark. And then you get the Raiders, who I don't know how the hell the Raiders do this. I don't know how the Raiders have the record that they do. Most teams, like, we got to give a ton of credit to the Raider players. That's why the Raiders are such a contradiction. Like, they really are. Like, you know, you've got, like, scumbag sleazeballs on the Raiders, or at least they were there. And I think that's too bad because Darren Waller's a good guy, right? Darren Waller's not a bad guy, right? Max Crosby's not a bad guy, 
right? So you got these guys that are like big character guys there, yet, you know, they have this, the coach, they lose their coach. Right? You know, not a lot of teams to be able to do, deal with that stuff. Oh, yeah, we just yeah, we lost our coach. And especially a coach that is sort of, you know, larger than life like Gruden was, that was sort of the face of the franchise, not just a coach. It was his team, you know what I mean? He had, like, free run, free run of the place. They've had a ton of injuries. Yeah, the Henry Ruggs, uh, our net gets cut. I didn't think they were going to beat the Giants. It was a bad spot for them. I think they can regroup, but just because, like, the Raiders regroup doesn't mean they're going to automatically win the game. Like, this is must-see TV, this game. The Sunday nighter, like, wow. You know, the, 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 the drama that's going to unfold, the game itself, the stakes for both teams, the stakes for other teams. You know what I mean? It's like basically the Kansas City Chiefs have been one of the bullies on the block. So it's sort of like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who takes the bully out. People are happy. It's like a mob boss. Who cares who whacked them? Now everyone else, now he's dead. We can all step up, right? It's it's time to it's time here. The Raiders could really deliver a body blow. And then a Monday nighter is fascinating too. And at college football this week. Wow. College football, man. Michigan Penn State. Stakes could not be higher. You know, Michigan Wolverines are now point and a half favorites. The total is forty eight and a half. I look at this Michigan game. And listen, we lost on the uh, we lost when we bet the under of Michigan and uh, Michigan State, and we said, "Well, you know, that how is this going to open up and stuff?" Well, it's going to open up because one guy ran for five touchdowns, and there was a bunch of crazy ass plays in the first quarter of the game. Michigan and, and Penn State will not be a crazy game. It will not be. It's going to be smash mouth. It's an early start. And you know what? Penn State are actually on an 11-5 and under run in their last 16 games, actually. I think Michigan-Penn State goes under the number. The late-night actor match for Cross continues. Bring it. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents This Date in Sports History. Crowd standing now as one exhorting the rookie on. 1981 Dodgers starter Fernando Valenzuela becomes the first MLB rookie to win a Cy Young Award. Fernando Valenzuela, who threw 149 pitches tonight. That wasn't one for the Art Museum, but it was efficient and he got the job done. For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demerges. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Every day, sports happens. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need. Strategies and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Scott Boris says the Atlanta Braves World Series Championship was a fraud. I agree. <laughs> Man, nah, I'm kidding. Boris did say that. Yeah, Boris, uh, Boris uh, basically ripped, uh, ripped baseball. And he sort of had somewhat of a mini point, uh, to be honest. Says, um, Scott Boris said, this is the Easter Bunny delivering rotten eggs. Every team says, I need to do this because it's my only option, knowing I can't reach a divisional crest, I can't get in the playoffs. Um, we've seen a championship in 60 days. The rules allow a team to be less than a 500 team August 1st and add four players, five players from teams that no longer wanted to compete and for very little cost uh, to change the, uh, the, uh, the entirety of their team and season. And we saw this unfold to the detriment of teams that create at vast expense planning and intellect who won over 100 games. In doing all of this, uh, we have now created an understanding that a fan would not know who the true team is until, frankly, the trading deadline. So I think that, listen, Boris does raise good points. But the fact of the matter is, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. And so, you know, the fact is, it doesn't matter how many games they won in the regular season. Um, so I don't think it's fair to call out the Braves, but... The, the, the essence of what he's saying is true, and it's a problem Major League Baseball. And this is why, and it's going to happen, which everybody's going to take the side of the owners like they always do, and all oh, the players are greedy, and I can't believe it. Oh, I work for this much an hour, and I do this and that. But the fact, the fact is, there are, like, a, the majority of baseball teams don't try to win. They don't want to win, and they make money. Right, and it's a dirty little thing, and you don't. The owners don't want you to know it and stuff, but they all make massive money, guys. Right, like these franchises, without trying, just the television money that they get alone, and then they don't try to win. It's collusion without collusion. Other than that, you're you're on your own. Later. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? 
Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.